All right, guys, welcome back to episode number two of the podcast. It's your boy, Zach. And it's Tim again. So if you guys recall from the first episode, we were talking to, we were talking to Brendan, and he was more on the coach, more administrative side of adaptive sports and all diverse abilities. But today, I'm excited because we're going to be talking more on the athlete side. We're going to be diving in. To, to the training, how it all works. So yeah, let's get started. Um, I guess the first thing, the first thing we like to ask is what, what was your, what was your upbringing? What brought you to, to um, adaptive uh, athletics, running your Ironmans, all the triathlons of how, how, how did you get here? Bring us back to the beginning. Okay. So I was, I was born with a, rare form of dwarfism called Ellis Van Creveld syndrome. And I mean, it is rare, but it's it's pretty similar to the more common form called achondroplasia. Whereas uh-huh. my, my symptoms are very similar. Like my I have short limbs that are disproportionate to my torso. So my limbs are really short, but my torso is extremely long. And then... I would think I would say that the main difference is is their average height is just a little bit shorter than my average height. Does that make sense? So like the average height of Ellis Van Creveld is just slightly taller than people with achondroplasia. And that's that's the main difference. So for comparison, I'm like I'm five feet almost exactly. And then I believe the more common form of and achondroplasia is, is more of like four foot three or four ish you're right about that you're right about that so i know a little bit more about that than maybe zach does but yeah 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 just a little so, bit just so a little I mean, bit and, yeah and there a lot of stuff and some more similarities too come with like a lot of people with my type as well as achondroplasia have they have to have surgeries to correct like their bowed knees and just stuff like that to correct like the way their bones are growing so they grow a little more appropriately i i, I guess is this is the right way to have say you it had any surgeries at all luckily now i don't know how this happened i have a little brother that's had like 17 surgeries we have the same thing and i for some reason have escaped any major surgery oh but, you're magic great that's yeah nice. <laughs> And and I don't know how it happened. My, I mean, my my knees still bow in, pretty noticeably. But just it was like right to the point where like, the doctor was like, I don't. I think that correcting this might make it worse. So, and luckily, I I grew up and kind of, like, was was strong enough that I didn't have to have that surgery. I suppose so. Hmm. So that so that that was it was very lucky, on on that end and then anyway so grew up with that um and then i got into endurance sports in college i um i played basketball in high school and never really had too much of an issue i mean by the time i was in high school everyone had started to outgrow me a lot and then by the time i was in college this was more of a me thing i i felt like playing basketball with my friends I was like holding them back like I always felt like I was the burden 
and th- this this doesn't speak for my friends this was this was definitely me right and uh so i just i just started i just started like running a little bit and and cycling a little bit in some in some classes and eventually just grew in love with endurance sports and pushing myself further and longer just always intrigued me so that, that led up to my first triathlon in 2015 and ever since then i was i was hooked oh what was that experience like your first one ever it was you know i went into it already running a little bit and already cycling a little bit but absolutely no swim background so Mm -hmm. i was i was terrified to get into it was a lake or it was a it was a river i was terrified to get into the river and swim like open water and luckily Luckily, that river had a pretty fast current, so I just got in the river and floated on my back to the finish. Oh, you didn't even zero... have to swim too hard. What's that? You didn't even have to swim too hard. The current brought you. Yeah, yeah. The current, the current took me in, and it actually was like that for about two more years after I just didn't learn to swim, and I did that exact triathlon every year. And... So, how many have you have you done since then? So, since that first one, I've done. I've done, I think I've done like 10 Olympic distance triathlons. Oh, absolutely. Great. And I've, I've done nine uh, half Ironman races. And then I've done two full Ironman races. Oh. Since, okay. since that very first race. Which would, you, which would you say is your favorite race? I like the half Ironman, the 70.3 distance. It's, a, it's like 1.2 mile swim. Then it's a 56 mile bike ride and then a half marathon. Okay. And I like that, that distance. One. I like that distance the best. I, the I just did a full and I love that too, but it's it's pretty grueling to be honest. And and the I training takes a lot of time. And so. So I saw something on your Instagram. You said you wanted to go sub five. And yeah, is that the race you're talking about right now? Yeah, so the seventy point three, the or the half Ironman, it uh, both names are are correct. Um, sub five is kind of like, I mean, very high end age group athletes or high end pros or sub five is nothing to them. But sub five is kind of like a for just like your average age group athlete is kind of like the goal is like is a pretty like you establish yourself as like a, a fast triathlete. Oh, I see what you're saying. Once you hit sub five. So it's kind of like the the benchmark, I guess, after your first one is like, okay, now I want to go sub five. So that's that's my big goal for the year. And that's after this full one that I just did. Now I'll be training specifically for a sub five 70.3. No, I'm curious. How do you how would you train differently going for the sub five versus just your training for triathlon without that goal? So I will add, I will definitely add like a little more speed work into everything just to help myself get faster. Um, I would say for the last couple of years, I have been, um, oh, what's the word? I've, I've been training to finish, if that makes sense. So all my training has been endurance, endurance, endurance. Now you're and training to win. Yeah. And now, now I'm training for a specific speed. I want to go faster. I want to, I want to do better. And there's, there's a lot of events 
that kind of that started in about 2020 that kind of led up to this this moment where I'm like okay I think I have I have the gear and the ability to to go faster now so now I want to set this goal and see do if I can do it. elaborating sure so uh, because of my size and more specifically the way I'm shaped with with the short inseam but the really long torso cycling is very difficult it's it's difficult for shorter people anyway because because bikes are hard to find mm -hmm. but, but then i i would argue because of my disproportionate limbs that it's even uh, slightly harder so so for instance i was on for the for the first five six years of triathlon i was on a bike that was too big for me too long for my legs but too short for my torso if that makes sense so in 2020, where there was no racing, I, I, I spent the entire year emailing every single bike company, every like around the world. I, I, I bet I emailed 30 bike companies or like had meetings with, with all these bike companies saying like, hey, this is what I need. I can't find it. What do you recommend? I want like basically like I'm not going to be able to do these races anymore unless I can be comfortable on the bike. So that was a whole a year of me just figuring out finding companies that would work with me and help me kind of customize their bike or tailor their bikes is a better word tailor their bikes so that I could fit on one yeah that's what and, I was going to ask next do you have like a custom bike do you have a couple custom bikes how does that work so yeah so my actually my my actual racing bike is from a company from the Netherlands and they, they, for whatever reason, they stray away from the word custom and they called it made to order is, is there is the phrase okay. they, they prefer to use. So, so how that works is they, I emailed them and they weren't in the U S at the time. And then I just said like, Hey, would you mind making an exception? And sure enough, after hearing like my background and my story, they were willing to, to make an exception and and bring me on as like a, a brand ambassador for him as well. And, and I, I, I went to a, like a local professional bike fitter, had him take my measurements and send them out. So after he took my measurements, he sent them out to the bike company in the Netherlands and said, this is what we need. Can you make it work? And sure enough, a couple of weeks later, they said, okay, we can make this work. We can build this, this bike for you. So so, and the reason that was so important is because I would come off the bike in a lot of pain. I'd have like, like butt pain, I'd have knee pain. And then I was just, it was almost impossible to, to run to my abilities what, after that. What about, what about the bike? Do you, the other, the bikes you had before the made to order bikes, did you find were difficult? They were just nothing. There was nothing I could find that was, that was like, the pedals were like short enough that I could reach them. Okay. And so even on the, like the smallest bikes available, there was nothing like I had to make all these adjustment adjustments and it was still just, they were always too big. Always like had to get custom crank arms to pedal still a little bit too long. And then, then when I found something that was, that was manageable, then it became that I was too scrunched up because my torso was too long. So it was, uh, they were built, I mean, bikes are built for a very specific 
range of people and I just I because of my different proportions is just it was such a uh it was a chore trying to fit myself onto one if that makes sense yeah could you could you go more into the process of what it was like trying to find equipment that that was best suitable for you from when you started how how you were feeling through the whole thing and then once you finally found something that worked could you elaborate more on that on that part yeah yeah of course so so I, I did my first couple on on what's what's known as a road bike. Um, a triathlon bike and a road bike are a little different uh, shape-wise. Triathlon bike, you're you're put down in a position that's a little more aerodynamic. So when I when I talk bike pain, I'm talking more of the triathlon bike size. The the so anyway, to, to answer your question, sorry. Take your so, time. Yeah. So the totally. first the first couple of years I was on a road bike and they're a little more manageable, still, still hard, still hard to still had to make a, a whole bunch of adjustments, but they're, they're slightly more manageable. Um, but what would happen is that I would get going on the bike and about an hour into the bike, I'd start feeling. So because my legs were too short for the bike, I would, I would rock back and forth, like side to side, if that makes sense. So by the end of like mm-hmm. an, an hour to two hours on the bike, rocking back to forth side to side, it caused a lot of tension in like the upper part of my legs. And like, uh, I guess you'd call my sit bones would, would rub against the seat from side to side. And then, Ooh. Ooh, and then because of that, and because of the way my knees are, it would also cause a lot of pain on the inner part of my knees on both sides. So like, and then going side to side also caused pain in the shoulders and then being scrunched up caused like abdomen pain. And so, so I started to really notice it when I started to go longer distances. Um, and I just, I, I started do, I started training for my first uh, half Ironman and I got to a point where I'm like, I just, I can't ride the bike this long. It's like, I'm an hour and a half into it and I can't even pedal anymore. So I went to a professional bike fitter and he, um, he told me like, well, this, the bike around's not made for you. Let's, let's try to get you on a different bike. So, so that was, that was the first time I purchased a brand new bike and then spent a year on that one. And again the longer i'd go the like the pain would come back again i and so my bike fitter we went back into it again we found something else that we thought might work tried it and we just we could not get the seat height correct and we could not get the the i guess the handlebar length correct and so this was like 2 years of this happening and so i would go between 2020 and 2022 i would email ev- like okay i i like this bike it looks like it might work i'll email this company i'll try to set up a meeting with them and see if they can do anything to help me get the seat lower and to help me push out the handlebars a little bit and like i said it was i i truly any bike company you you can think of there's there's specialized there's canyon there's trek I emailed every single one of them. I talked to people on the phone, I'm like, sorry, this is what, this is all we can do. We can't allow you to 
to cut certain things because it'll it'll void your warranty and we don't want to be like le- legally liable for that so basically that it came down to the companies didn't want to be liable for adjustments that i had to made to make so they didn't they couldn't help me out if that makes it's sense it's kind of like me in a wheelchair because I, I i i'm also disabled so i i'm in a wheelchair and it it really makes the companies make it really hard for you to do what you need to do. And they don't realize that these are your legs. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, I mean, at least when it comes to me, at least it, it's your legs. So everything you have to do, you know what I mean? You kind of have to customize, but you know, they're still trying to make it harder. Exactly. <laughs> they they and, try to make everything hard. And, and, the, the the biggest issue that I had was not so much that they didn't make these bikes from a business standpoint. I I can understand it at least. I, I don't necessarily love it, but I can understand like, okay, we can't make a, this size of bike for just one person. Whatever, I get it. The thing that, that was frustrating is that there was almost like a sense that they didn't believe me <laughs> that I what needed is, the, these sizes. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they would tell me, they would I would get a lot of responses. Well, like you fit within the range of this bike according to your height. So we don't, I guess we don't understand what the problem is. And then when I tell them like, it's because I have these issues, it was almost like a sense of them not believing me. Yeah. I, 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 I feel it, where you're coming from. Yeah. And so, it, so it, was, it, it makes it, it makes it really hard. It makes life really hard when yeah. people don't, don't act like they believe you. I mean, Exactly. Or at least that's, that's the way you feel. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, a lot of times it was, it was, it was customer service people. And, and I, I understand for the most part, they probably have like some sort of script they have to work off. But when it got to the point where I was talking to people that were higher up in the industry, where I'd have these conversations and then customer service would be finally like, okay, let me, let's talk to someone else who's a little higher up than me. And then it was them not believing like, Oh, we'd have to talk to your bike fitter before we can uh, have discussions any further. I I hate when somebody has to talk to somebody else before they talk to me. That, that is such annoying. That is such an annoying thing. And, and it was such a relief when I found this company from the Netherlands where they like, it was almost like they took it as a personal challenge. Like if, if we can't make this work, then then shame on us. Like we've advertised these bikes as built to order. So if we can't make it work, then we're going to find another way to make it work. They, they really took it as like an opportunity to make their business even better. If you ask me where they, where they can help people that don't fit the, the more common ranges of, of bikes. I wonder what makes people in certain businesses hesitant in broadening their, uh, their, I guess, help radius. Uh, that was a bad way of putting it, but I can I, answer that question for you. It, is it, it's just it, people being, being, you know, not open-minded, you know, yeah. a lot, a lot of people have to be open-minded when it comes to, doing out-of-the-box things yeah you know out-of-the-box things are most people think those things are hard 
so to speak. You know what I mean? So when people don't think out of the box, mm-hmm. you can't make anything happen. Yeah. You know, now that you say it, I don't even know. Like, is it thinking out of the box or just thinking? Period. It's making yeah. a bike well, or well, a wheelchair. It is just, thinking. You know, period. A little, a little differently. It's not it's thinking, thinking out of the box. It's thinking. Period. You're right. It's thinking. Period. But when it comes to those people, they don't understand uh, our thinking. Period. Mm-hmm. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, my my thinking. Period is different from his. My different my thinking period is different from yours, but you understand what my thinking period is because you know me. You know, oh, what I mean? you know who I am. They're, they're not and then, and then we're getting to we're getting to know him, and I'm even understanding that that his thinking period is so a lot like mine. You know, yeah, it, it, it's a it, lot. It, it's a lot like mine. It's funny, too, because I, I found that with a lot of people that, like, my disability is completely different, but we have, like, the same the same thinking as, like, this doesn't seem like such a big ask. If, if that makes I mean, sense. I, like, have, I have cerebral palsy. Okay. So everything in my life is adapted. Everything. Yeah. From the way I sit to the way I walk, you know, to the way I do everyday life, period. So it, I understand where you're coming from. It might be just slightly different, slightly, yeah. not much, but I understand where you're coming from. And I can probably even think where, I can probably think up some things that could help you and you could probably do the same for me. That's because I'm willing to think different. Yeah. Where there are, yeah. there are a lot of companies that don't think different. They don't want to think different. And they really don't think we should even be here. And 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 that's that's one of the things that's been so like I, I think that we all saw a big push for like inclusion and and like everybody's welcome in sport and athletics in 2020, there was a huge push for inclusion and all that stuff. And then after all that, I still felt like, like, yeah, I get where you're, what you're saying, but like, you're still not including everybody. Exactly. If that makes sense. Like, I, and I didn't, it I didn't makes wanna, total sense. It's something I didn't want to complain about because I love the idea. I love like, like, I didn't want to like, well, you're not doing it right. But like, there's still there was still like a huge like I just felt a void still like okay finally inclusion and then like oh, but not not it it's inclusion to <laughs> an extent and yeah that's exactly that's not what you want you want total inclusion you want submerging you want exactly. you want to and, be submerged in it and that's that's fine you know what I mean and and then I I I mean I would never I I don't want to call out company specifically but in the cycling industry oh, no, you fun- the funny thing about it is this is what we're trying to do yeah call them out <laughs> if you need to well and, and I, would say, I would say it should be changed yeah and, and in my in my experience specifically it, it's it's the cycling industry that was that was the they were the ones 
that that talked the most about inclusion. But they but stay they mostly were, behind. They were all yeah. They were also the ones that were way like running. I can find anything I need for running, even if it's like like that pair of shorts is a little too long for me. I'm gonna get the women's version, but no one will ever know. Or I'm gonna get right, a kid. Right, right. I'm gonna get a kid size, and like I'll be fine. But right. cycling specifically is is very. They're very like oh look at us. We've included everybody, and then if that makes sense, like they 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 talk <laughs> inclusion the most, but they do the Total least. Sense. <laughs> if that makes sense. Total sense. It. Something, Even in my own life, it's total sense. It really is. Something that, that bothers me a little bit that I started thinking about today is a lot of people talk inclusion, but when you see a lot of like sporting commercials or ads on social media, it's still just able-bodied individuals, people who the are just quote, you know, unquote, like the, regular person. The average, yes. the average like typical person. There, there's so much talk about inclusion, but you see a Nike ad or Adidas, it's the average person running or swimming doing doing a triathlon. It's yeah, it's, nobody there's there's no wheelchair sports in, in a Nike commercial. There's no exactly. But we do those things. That's the thing. We we work out, we we yeah. do adaptive sports. We we do and I say we because I don't consider you any different from me. Yeah. I, I consider you slightly different because you have slightly different things going on, but we're all a community. That's yeah. the thing. We're all people. So I consider it being just us. You know what I mean? And yeah. we get we get the short end, no pun intended, <laughs> uh, of the stick a lot. You know what I mean? So I, I get what you're saying. And, and you know, I, I talk about the cycling industry the most and i i complain about them but one thing that did come from all that stuff that i was forced to do to make cycling easy for me it it, it gave me a better sense of community thinking like i went into it for selfish reasons and i came out of it like okay great now i can help other people that are having these issues i can tell them where to find what they need i can tell them who and who will and won't help them I can direct them to people that are that helped me and all that stuff. And so, so while I went into it for selfish reasons, I gained an understanding of like, no, this is like I need to make this more of a community thing. So I learned a lot. So yeah, so I, I, I I understand what you're saying there too, because yeah. I did the same thing when I started working out again in in 2020, and when everything started to open up again, you didn't have that sense of community and yeah when we because we started working together me and zach we started working together and we got that sense of community from this program we were uh, affiliated with called epic okay and they're a really good exercise program they need to get some things right but there are some things that still need to get right but they're really leading in the right direction, so to speak. It's a fantastic and, program. You know, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead, Zach. No, I'm just saying it's it's a fantastic program to say the least. I think it more comes down to just with Epic, the people who are delivering the services. Like what Brendan was saying yesterday, 
it's not our last podcast it's not necessarily the program it's some of the people who are delivering the services who don't maybe believe enough or don't hold them to that to that high of a standard the people who who run it have everybody's best interest in mind i mean the participants are going to the ymca for the day instead of just maybe sitting at home or in the group home and it really is giving them like a sense of belonging a sense of purpose but like he was saying i think it more comes down to the the expectations you're having for your for your clients and the people you're working with yeah i I made a lot of different friends doing what i'm doing now and i've made my own sense of community because these people stay around for my workouts. We mess around. We we joke around, have a good time. Even Zach has been a testament to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? We we all have hung out before. Okay. I mean, I've hung out, went to the movies with this guy. That's yeah. why I have we are friends. We this is not something we're just doing. Yeah. yeah. Now we're not you- in the same state anymore, but you know. Where do you where did you find the the best sense of belonging or inclusion? Where did you finally land and you were like, oh, this is it, I'm home? So um cycling itself gets a, a pretty bad rap of not like mean to newcomers, mean to, but triathlon is a different story where like like everybody's welcome and everybody is so like you could be, for instance, it's it's really famous it's really iconic race there's a really iconic race in hawaii called ironman kona hawaii i've heard of it it's, it's the world championship sounds it's, fun and yeah it, it it's it sounds it's it's supposed to be a miserable day which i like i like the heat i like to suffer i like that stuff there's something there's this but anyway so it became really it became really popular to watch you get 17 hours to finish one of these races it became really popular to watch the the last hour like because they live stream the finish line and just the whole town like everybody's out the pros after they finish they come back and watch and like there's just such a sense of community like like the the pros are there rooting for these people that are like very last to come in and like everyone's just like friends everyone's high-fiving everyone like there's just like everyone's welcome. There's no, there's like a camaraderie that's like, hey, we did this. We all did this today. Like, good for all of us. We all did nice. it. Nice. So triathlon, triathlon itself is very inclusive as far as like everyone wants you to participate. And mm-hmm. even the people that finished faster than you are happy for you. And like, like it's like high fives and good jobs throughout the entire day. So like turns a, a 12 to 17 hour day into not, not too bad when you're when everyone's rooting for you all day long for so the, yeah, so i i personally cool. and then it, and then it was never like a i've never had the the feeling of like i'm gonna root for this guy because he's different it, it's always like no me and this guy are doing the same thing like so we're we're in this together basically yeah that it makes never it, like i a, think that makes it cooler yeah that makes it so, cooler when you're yeah and so like i can't speak for everybody that that does triathlon with disability but for me it's always been a like no it, it hasn't been a oh good for him he's doing it even though he has this thing it's it's always been a, like we we're doing this together 
Nice. And, and nice. that's where I felt the most inclusion in triathlon itself. And then, and then the individual sports, I went to a swim coach because I didn't know how to swim. So when I started doing these longer distances, I, I thought, you know, I better learn how to swim or gonna have problems. And, and the swim coach, uh, you could tell at first he was, he was like, he kind of watched what he said. He didn't want to offend me, which, which is great, which, you know, and he, he finally said like, Hey, um, we're going to have to teach you. He goes, because of the way, like your arms are shorter and your torso is long. We're going to have to teach you some, some very, you're going to have to get the, the mechanics down really good. He goes, longer people can get away with sloppy mechanics to an extent he goes but he goes but so so he recognized that i was going to have some issues and he just i for six months it was it was technique 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 i didn't i didn't learn distances and so he he was very willing to change programming for me i love people like that yeah and when when you were swimming i just have a question real quick okay did you Cause I was, I was a swimmer. So that, that kind of makes sense. Did you have to focus on like explosive movements and power to get, to get your speed up, to get like the rate of, I don't know, like your, your strokes quicker. If you were going against somebody who is a little taller, like, would you yeah, have to so, focus on power instead of speed or like, yeah, so, kind of... so, so mostly, mostly what he did to help, help me with my speed is, is at first he just he just got me to the point where I could I could do a freestyle stroke, breathe out of breathe out of the the side, and do that somewhat properly, and then when it when it came to speed, I I um I had like a habit of just kind of like he called them windmill arms, where I was just like windmilling my arms. So he taught me more appropriate mechanics where it was like a a reach out and then a stroke, if that makes sense. Where it wasn't, it wasn't so much like just spinning my arms as fast as I could. So, so that's I would say that's what we worked on the most was my actual arm stroke, and where I wanted to put them in the water, like teaching me how to reach out once my hands hit the water, and then and then pull back far enough and long enough that that it it turned into more of like a like what's the word like it was less of a windmill and more of like a like I got into like a more of a rhythm Mm -hmm. so you focused a lot on speed speed yeah through your rhythm and and the strokes and and then through through the through the speed work so I do like 25s as fast as I could and then take take breaths and then through that speed work I kind of kind of I kind of learned endurance through that and then eventually now Oh, now I'm doing absolutely. more like race specific stuff when I do my swim lessons because I've I've started to develop a better technique than I had now that I've done technique stuff for the last like four or five years. So what's your favorite stroke? I I I'm mostly I'm I would say I'm like 90% um uh I can't think of the word. I just said it. Um, 90% freestyle because it's just the quickest in a race yeah and then so I would say that's that's the one I just work on the most but then I really like I like doing backstrokes terrible at those and then breaststroke seems to like work the body a little more 
And so when I'm like cooling down, warming up, I like to. So how up. fast can you go? Oh, let's see. My my fastest seventy point three was I think I did it in thirty six minutes, which is around an, a minute forty per per yard, per hundred yards. I mean. Ooh, nice. So what what is your what was your your twenty five or or fifty speed if you ever if you ever counted those? So my my fifty speed right now, let's see, I've been doing them is right around. I would say it's like thirty five seconds. Let's go. But that's that's all out, and it's it's very like like I need I need so if if I have all out stuff, he'll go. It'll be like fifties all out, but two minute breaks between them. So like it, it's like it's a thirty-five to forty seconds sounds really fast, but like really, I'm taking breaks and it's completely all out. <laughs> do you now? Do you do you supplement all this endurance exercise with weights as well, or do you strictly go endurance? No, I. That's um that's come in the last last few years. I started doing, I've I've added strength into it, and I'm I'm. It's frustrating to know that I should have been doing this for the last eight years. I should have had strength in there. And it's and it's truly it's nothing like too complex. I do like a there's a there's a guy that has an online strength business called um, Dialed Health. And I just follow his kettlebell routines and it's it's specifically weight training for cyclists. And so it supplements I mean I've I've never felt I haven't been injured in like four years. Uh, because of like this, this weight stuff that I, the, the strength training I've implemented. So yeah, I, I'm, I've started pushing the weight training a little bit more to, to people that want to get into it. Like, Oh yeah, do the three sports, but then see if you can get two to three weight training sessions in as well. A week. So. Now, do you, did you find you had to adapt anything from that kettlebell exercise and do it a little differently or any, anything you've, You've done that is, the strength. The reason I chose the kettlebell one is because it was the one that I didn't think I was talking about. As much. I knew like there were some there were some movements he did where it's just like no weight, full body movement. That I just I don't have not necessarily the strength, I just don't have a range of motion to do. Wait, I can't I can't really hear you too well. I don't know about you too, but yeah, I'm having the same trouble. Is yeah, is that better? Yeah, yeah. That's there, it much is. there it is. There it is. Okay. Sorry, I think I was covering up my speaker with my my hand. It happens. So it's okay. So yeah, I chose his kettlebell program because I realized after after I saw his no weights program, it was just like no weights, full body strength training. I realized like I don't have the range of motion to do some of that stuff. And I also struggle with the range of motion for like a full out like bench press and all that kind of stuff as well like free weights i struggle with range of motion there as well so and then because where i'm at i don't have a lot of people who can teach me how to adapt those those lifts i chose the kettlebell program because most i would say 90 to 95 percent of them i can do now, have you, is that, is that still the case? Do you still have trouble with adapting those exercises or have you found? There's, there's some, like, 
I, like I would like to get in. I still have trouble with like free weights, and it, it could be a mix of just like I'm intimidated by free weights anyway. And then I don't like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to properly do them. And then I worry that someone wouldn't be able to help me adapt to free weights, if that makes sense. Because if I just, I, at where I'm at in, in Salt Lake City, Utah, I just, I don't know of anything like that right now where I could go somewhere and they could adapt to me. I mean, I could go to a normal or like a regular coach and learn, but if I ran into a problem, I'm not confident that I could find someone mm-hmm. to help me with that, where I'm at, if that makes sense. Maybe, maybe you're supposed to be the person. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe I need to, to learn it. And cause if, if, if there's not too much out there, I mean, I feel like that, that could be a very, a very welcoming space knowing yeah. that like, it's not just, you know, like somebody wanting to help who's not really in the space, you know exactly what's going on. You know how people are feeling. You start yeah. to learn and then through that start to maybe share, share with other people who are experiencing the same thing you are. Yeah, that's, that's actually a great idea. And that's, it's what I've hoped to do, at least on the triathlon end of it is, is I like, I, I don't want, like, I'm not trying to go out there and say like, look at me, I'm a hero. I did this. I, it's more of like, now I, I like, I would love it if somebody saw me and reached out and said, I'm, I'm starting from zero. I'm just, I'm just like you, or I need these things customized. What do I need to do? Like that's, that's my goal now is, is if, so I, I can do that on the triathlon side of things, which would be great. And like, like you said, I should learn the strength training side of it as well. Have you ever and customized just, a wheelchair? No. No. no so you can, well, I, I, I'm sure that's just as rough as a bike, I right? Need, I might need some help from you from customizing a chair. I have, <laughs> I have, you know, light things that I'd like to put on my chair and things like that to that nature. Maybe we might be able to put our heads together. Yeah, there you go. That's a good idea. I like that. It seems yeah, like we'll we'll definitely stay in touch. So, I mean, if you don't mind. But... Yeah, yeah, please. It seems like people in the in the disability space, like no matter what which one you have or what you're going through, a lot of people are experiencing the same like deficits with with society. Like you guys were sharing a lot of the same experiences Tim was saying how he agrees with you a lot yeah it's, it's like it's it's like the world isn't me yeah because it's a lot for, of the same cycle yeah the world it's isn't a lot of the same cycle it really is you don't feel included you feel like you're shunned out you you feel like nobody understands where you're coming from yeah I mean even some days I mean not like you're not disabled too. Let's be honest. You're talking to me. I mean, yeah. Not like you're not disabled too. Yeah, no, I have, <laughs> I have, I have a leg disorder myself. I just haven't spoken about it yet. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would actually like to hear more for, about that from you too, because I'm not, I'm not like I, I listened to the podcast with Brendan, but I'm not quite hundred percent sure what it is if that makes sense 
Yeah, so what I have, it's called hereditary spastic paraplegia. It okay. essentially makes from my hips down really tight. So okay. it's, it's, it's neuromuscular, so it all starts in the brain. I was born without a protein called spastin that's responsible for muscle relaxation. Okay. Which I don't have. So oh. my muscles get, you know, really tight. And it's crazy. Like every day I wake up, no matter what I do, my legs are as are as tight as a brick. Like I'm I'm getting out of bed. I, I can't even bend them yet. And like I'm feeling um like tingles down my leg. But you know, I'm still like I'm still going to the gym. Yeah. Every day grinding just to like get better. But it always it always just resets the next day, no matter no matter what I'm doing. Okay, so yeah. I was I was I was born with that. It's I know what that's all about. <laughs> it's it they say it's progressive, but for me it's kind of just been the same my whole life because okay. I was born with it. If you're born with it, they say it it tends to stay to stay the same like progress. But if you develop it in adult onset, then it's gonna like it's gonna hit you like a truck. Oh, wonder, okay. Do I not have the same protein you have? I wonder is that what that is with my disability because I have spastic CP that where I don't. Well, I, I get tight as well. I get a, I get a lot of tightness as well. I so I wonder, is that what that is? I wouldn't be surprised if I actually have cerebral palsy because I've, like, a form of it because I've done a lot of research and a lot of the studies I see connect HSP and cerebral palsy. Like, a lot of them use them interchangeably and okay. they're, they're very similar. So I wouldn't be surprised if HSP and CP are forms of the same are forms of the same disability now that I'm thinking okay. about it. Yeah, cool. that's, into that. that would make sense. I mean, because there's like like 400 different types of dwarfism. So, I mean, there's got to be different types. Really? Of, yeah, something like that. Oh, I, yeah, there's I, a I, lot. There, there's, there's a lot. There's tons. Like, And I, like achondroplasia is the most popular. And I always call it, I like when I'm trying to explain it to people who aren't too familiar, I, I always say it's the one Peter Dinklage has, the actor because he's probably the most famous right. person I can think of that has. So, but yeah, there's there's tons of different forms of dwarfism and some people are proportionate. They're just really small. And some people are disproportionate like me. And it's just so many different symptoms can be, can be found in them. So I always think of Matt Rowell. Yeah, yeah. From yeah, the, I uh, usually think of him. And yeah. his family, because I, yeah, I watched a lot of their show too, and that's yeah. where I learned a lot about that. And then I did research on it myself, and I know a little something. But of course, nobody would know anything more than the person that's dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, Zach. I, I was I was looking through your your Instagram profile and. I was I was reading something I can't you'll have to remind me what it is but you were on I think it was a podcast where you were talking about how you had some like depressing times in your early years and like like you let it hold you back a little bit and and I really related to that because I was through my 20s same way I I mm -hmm. I would get I would get depressed about my situation I would I would kind of have like a negative attitude and then like just in the last like five years, I've kind of just like 
this is what I have. This is how I need to use it to help somebody. And this is, this is how I need it to better my own life. So I mean, that, yeah, that post I saw that you did, I, I related to. Yeah, the way, the way I felt for me is I let it, I let it control every aspect of my life. I would say, mm -hmm. oh, I'll never, I'll never be able to squat because I, I have a leg disorder. So that led to me not exercising, which then indirectly caused my mental health to be so much worse. And it was hard for me to ever actually start legs or do much, do, do too much in the gym because I was like, I always just used it as an excuse. Yeah. And, I mean, and what's up? I, I basically, I, I relate to that. That's exactly my, that's exactly how I felt in my 20s. And I was on, I was interviewed by somebody else a couple weeks ago and they asked me if I could go back and change it and not have this form of dwarfism, would I change it? And I told them that the very honest answer was if you had asked me that 15 years ago, it would have been a hands down yes, I would change it in a heartbeat. But now looking back, like I've done these things that I never thought I could do and I never thought. I never thought that I could accomplish and it, it just means more now that I like I wouldn't go back anymore I've gotten to a point I feel where the I, same I, way yeah. good I, I, I definitely feel I was the getting, same way I was getting to that I wanted to ask you guys do you feel that as well or? I mean I've done some I've done some pretty crazy things since things have happened to me too where I I have a, a little bit of a problem with my back where I can't lay flat right now. So yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, that's what everybody <laughs> that's the look that everybody gives me. Yeah. And I'm pulling tires and my 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 latest pull was 526. So I mean check out Instagram, but I mean <laughs> I'm not going to get around to talking about that, but um but Zach was one of the people who helped me realize potential on that and other people that worked in Epic. Very strong people who believed that I can do it and kept believing I can do it and kept believing I can do it. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. I, I started yeah. that way. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But now I've done it. And it's like, well, damn, let me see if I can do it again. Yeah. I mean, when we when we used to exercise together, I like our, it wasn't just, you know, he's he's in the gym working out, whatever. Like we were we were calling our beasts out like we like we would get so, so deep into the exercise. And even even with he was saying the other the other strong people who who he was working with, it wasn't just we're there to move like he's they're there to perform at their absolute best every you day feel, you feel like uh sorry about that but you feel like somebody actually cares about what you're doing well because you know because what i mean like every, you know you're in the right spot and, and my in my opinion that's what it was it you you felt like people understood and cared about what you were doing yeah you don't get that a lot when it comes to anything nowadays anything <laughs> nowadays especially when it comes to somebody who has a disability i mean you kind of get the the shift in so i mean 
when you get somebody who really gives a damn about what you're doing, it 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 really puts you in the right space. Yeah, like how we we did the row machine so yeah. so many different ways. We found what worked. We did the um the the assault bike in so many the different ways. The assault bike like, was fun. The like assault some... bike was fun. We adapted that. We adapted that ourselves. And then we realized that we can actually put certain things to adapt it from companies on. And I thought that was okay. kind of cool. But yeah, I didn't that's... know that at first. But we had that to figure it out bottom. ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> that's them. I mean, we figured it out. I mean, we definitely figured it out. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's, that's always like, it, it, it's too bad that we're in a situation where we have to figure these things out ourselves, but it's also like so rewarding. That, like, you know what? I have never I said that. I have never really? said that. As funny as it is, when I was younger, it was more, it was more of a, woes me situation why me but yeah now that i'm older probably from 20 on let's say 18 to 20 i was saying well hell i gotta do it so let's do it and i i put my pedal i put my pedal all the way in and you know everybody has their bad days Get yeah me. everybody has a bad day but I tried to try to put this pedal to the metal every day and live my life like I have never lived it. So that's that. That's all you can do, and that's yeah. what's and that's what like when like I said like the twenties were hard, but once I finally realized that like my biggest breakthrough was when I finally realized like this is this this problem that i'm having is bigger than me and and i've got to figure out a way that i can help other people before they have to have the struggles that i just went through for the last 2 years well if how they old are you i'm i'm i just turned 36 wow happy late birthday thank you yeah <laughs> yeah it was, it's a it's been a bad just you know, under a, a month trip, right what's it's that a trip. I'm yeah. almost 40. Okay. Yeah, I would. He's 20. He's in his 20s. Look at that. Okay. I'm 23 right now. So You're we 23? Kinda have, we kind of have similar things, but we have such a space where we can kind of talk about it and get it out. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, and it, that's a good perspective. You have a, a younger perspective and, not not saying that forty's old, but uh, just a more couple years on him. A, mature, a yeah, mature. mature. <laughs> but I, I don't know. guess what what yeah, you're saying. You did. I feel like I'm I'm in the midst of right now. I'm trying to like I I don't know if I've like I think I've fully accepted it in myself, and I'm more right now in the space of trying to figure out how I can help people with disabilities like me. I'm trying to think less of it, like you said, about myself and more about how I can help people because I have all of this experience about having a disability and like knowing what all these people are going through. So it's yeah, crazy. Everybody has to remember. 
once you see a person with a disability doing it, that helps. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. It's, without it, you exposure even doing and... anything, it's... without you even saying, well, I'm trying to help people do this. Yeah. Once you start doing it and people start to see it, that's when you start to help. Yeah. You that's... can add the rest in later. But I agree. Exposure. You know, you can the rest in later, but once you yeah. start, that's half the better right there. Once you start. Yeah. I had to get yeah. over there too. I had to get over that too. I couldn't have started pulling 526 without starting. Yeah. You know what that's I mean? Good... Starting is the main. From the ground up, baby. Exactly. Yeah, from the ground. <laughs> that's where that's... this podcast comes from. And that's what I, that's actually what I like so much about Brendan and AdaptX and all the stuff he's doing is that, like, I think he realizes how much exposure and representation helps. And, and, and I think that that's 50% of it. Like me or any, anyone with a disability doing these things, getting exposure from it is so helpful. It's so helpful. And then I like I like the mentality of Brendan where he's saying that like like we we need to and we deserve to be challenged as well in in our physical yes um, and I like that I don't I don't like the idea of someone saying like hey that little guy finished a triathlon how great I I want someone to say like wow he pushed himself so hard like I like someone so, an able bodied person might not be able to to do what he just did like that that's i think that's the exposure that matters more is like pushing ourselves to not just completing something but actually pushing ourselves to like getting better and better and and i like that about about brendan's approach to staff and that's like what we were saying before the the expectation he holds you to it's not yeah it's it's nothing less than the best you can do and 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 i don't know i think the stigmatism of of able body to the quote unquote non able body person aren't we all able bodied in some way yeah that's a good point too i mean everybody puts the able bodied and the disabled to it or everything to that nature aren't we all able bodied in some way you know, I like I like how you're saying that because something I said, like, if I was in, like, a practice, I don't think I'd legally be able to say this, but, like, one of my own philosophies is I truly don't believe disability exists. The only disability that exists is believing you have one. Like, there might be, there might be something. I need that on a t-shirt. Yeah. There might be something. I need that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Like, there might, there might be something different about you than, you know yeah like anybody else but it doesn't mean you have a disability it just means that you know we like you're you it's just like i said he's no different from me you're no different from me we're all we're all the same when it comes down to it we just do things differently that's all it holding that that disability mindset keeps you trapped because i mean it's the word dis in front of ability like i'm so i'm so into like that that kind of stuff and it's just like 
saying that you have a disability is saying that I feel like you can't do something. And it's like being disassembled. I'm an overthinker. I really, I really like look into things. And whenever I look at disability, like I don't see just one word. I see dis space ability. Like I see like yeah. no ability. I don't, I don't like that. Like one of my old bosses, when I was working at the YMCA with him, he called them diverse abilities. Okay. Which I think I like a little more just because there's no negative connotations to it. You're not, you're not like holding yourself in, into this bubble of, oh, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's, I think that's great. I, I agree. I like it. It's almost gotten to a point for me now. Like I said, after I had all those, those rough years of like, I didn't like, why me? Why now it's gotten to a point where like, I know that I can do this stuff. And so like, yeah, that's a good point. Like disability might not be the right word. I've never, I've never considered myself disabled. Although I use the word when it comes to certain people, I've never considered myself disabled. I've always considered myself physically challenged because there are physical challenges in this world that I have to figure out. Yeah, and that's, I'm I'm figuring that out. So that's, and that, that's actually I like the the physically challenged a little bit better as well. That's what in any kind of racing, in like marathon, triathlon, whatever, that there is a, a it's the PC division, which is short for physically challenged. And, and yeah, about I, it, it's I, always it's a physical challenge. It's not you're not disabled. You're yeah. I consider I can do somebody. It. I consider somebody who's disabled somebody who can't feed themselves, somebody who can't do something for themselves. Those are disabled people, right? We're more physically challenged. I mean, I'm just using the word here. You can take whatever word you like. But we're more physically challenged because there are things that we have, we need to figure out. You know what I mean? There's things in this life that we're always going to have to figure out. Like you with the bikes. Yeah. Me with the chairs, Zach with his legs. We're gonna have to always figure out something to make it better. So that's more of a challenge mm-hmm. than a diss. You know what I mean? Yeah, if I you like look it. at it that way, I'm more able than you think. That's the way I look at it. And a lot yeah. of people are. A lot of a lot of people are more disabled than we think. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? We're more able than they think, and they're more disabled than they know. Yeah, so a- I look at it like disabled is more a, a mindset. If you can't figure out how to help me then maybe you're the one that dis- that's disabled. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Maybe you're maybe you're more disabled than I am. Because if I'm willing to figure it out, right, and I'm willing to come to you for help no matter what it is, whether it be a bike, whether it be a chair, 
whether you need a rub for your legs, whatever it is, if you're not willing to help me out, am I really the one that's disabled? It's almost like having a fixed mindset is is a disability. Not even exactly. Yeah, challenge doesn't mean disability at all. Who's really the one disabled here? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a word brain put on us when we were born. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's it's more or less somebody putting a label on, somebody putting a stigma, a stigmatism on. Like you know, I don't consider myself disabled, although I use the word because it's something that's been so mainstreamed through our lives. I consider myself able. Now, how able is to be determined? I say to be determined because I'm determined to figure it out. Yeah, I honestly found that to be my to be my biggest challenge. Like when I was growing up, when I like when my parents said you you have a disability, like we're going to this like to this doctor for your disability. Like I didn't hear you, I didn't personally hear you have a disability. I heard like you are a disability. Like I said, I'm a like I'm very much an overthinker. So mm-hmm. I took having a disability and made that my mental framework. That's what I did everything based off of. Like, oh, I have a leg disorder. I can't do this. Like it turned into I am a leg disorder. Oh, I am a disability, not it's just a part of me. I think I think that's what that's what has to change. Like if you tell, if you don't even bring up like that wording to a child and you say you like you might have some physical challenges that will have to adapt, I think would be a much better approach than telling a four-year-old kid who's ready to explore the world you have a disability. Like exactly. Yeah. Obviously, they're that's not gonna what hear I'm it saying. They, they're not gonna that's hear it the exactly way and it's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if that if if telling them that like you're you're disabled you won't be able to do certain things that that's that's the part, that's a lie that's the part that frustrate that would be frustrating for me to hear is hey you probably won't be able to do this because you you have this which is i mean my parents were always very like they threw me anything that i wanted to do they just threw me into it they they yeah. didn't they never told me like can't do it because of this you can't do it like they they let me do it and they let me make, make yeah. the mistakes they let me figure out what i wanted to do and I liked that. That is one thing that I like really respect about my parents is that they, they, I mean, they were, they were upfront about like, you might have a few challenges, but we'll figure it out when they come up. Like right now, don't worry about them because they're not, it's not a problem at this moment. Yeah. Before and I'm so, just before like, I'm I have I'm friends here. who can't hold on, Tim, hold use on, hold on, their before, hands. Hold on, hold on. Before my mom, before we keep go going, ahead, let me go my my parents did an amazing job raising me. I don't want her to listen to this naked. Yeah, they, so did mine. They they <laughs> so did, did mine. Thanks, mom. They did the greatest <laughs> job. They did the greatest job raising me. They brought me to specialists. They really helped me understand what I, like what I had and how to best to move around the world. But just the 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 connotation of hearing you have a disability is just what I was saying. Not the whole. So when you listen to this, mom, don't think I'm. Um... Let's just no. Let's just and say it. Love you, mom. That's all. I, I didn't. I love didn't your take parents. you say. I, I just kind of, I, I, I didn't take that the way either. I, I didn't think oh, that like no. oh, we're just having I, fun here. I took but... it as, as a, like there was probably 
and and families usually the best people to, uh, in some cases can be the best to lean on it's more of the outside world that wants to tell you that you're that you can't do certain things but you know what i'm gonna be honest with you in some cases your family can be the worst to lean on there are I, 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 hey i have to be honest like sometimes in my family life they are the worst to lean on and your friends like zach and people like that are the best to lean on because you, you get more of a sense of belonging there because sometimes in my family i've just been speaking for myself you don't have to you don't have to agree with me or disagree with me i'm just looking at it from a perspective sometimes in my family they push you down more than pull you up it's almost like having somebody like you're saying to just go to who knows what you're saying or who knows what you're thinking in terms of or feeling physically is better than just going to going to that blood. Yeah, and yeah. and luck, and I I lucked out too because like I said, I had I have two little brothers that had the same thing I had, so so we had each other growing up, and I I would say we didn't utilize it as well as we should have, but now the three of us, like we can share experiences, we can talk about it, we can laugh about certain things, we can, you know, like just embrace how things were different and the similar for us so so yeah I, i've always had a good experience leaning on family but i can also see your side of it tim where sometimes maybe you needed somebody else to, i mean i've found it more in my community i've found yeah. it more in community in, in yeah. my in my case like i've i've found it more in my friends the people who i i've been doing this road with a little bit more you know what I mean? Like when I go to the gym and I work out and and just for the sake of saying my boy Austin, he's he's the one who's always there for talk or for an encouraging word or anything to that nature. He's usually there. And I have other friends like that too. I'm not taking no nobody away from anything. But when it comes down to the sense of community. Yeah, I've definitely found that outside of my family realm. Yeah. All right. Hard so we say, but let's be honest. Yeah, we've we've been talking for for a little over an hour now. I want to start to wrap up, and <laughs> I want to I want to ask a couple more questions. But okay, the thing I want to ask to wrap up is, what's next? Are you are you working on anything? Are you What's what's next on your list in terms of maybe the triathlons, even so, even work down down to your life? What's next? So so the big goal for the year, as we talked about a little bit, is the trying to go sub five. Yeah, at the seventy point three, and and if if I that that'll I'm giving myself three attempts, so I'm going to try to race three different times for that goal, um, and then. After that, like, I just, I hope that I can come up with more challenges for the next couple of years. I challenge myself and then I'd really like to, to find a space where I can, like I said, uh, help advocate for this kind of stuff and help advocate for like, hey, we need more accessibility here and here in the sport. And 
So, so I'm trying to figure out how to go about that now in triathlon is how I can help other people like me, for instance, or, or anybody, uh, get into the sport and, and enjoy it like I have. So, so, so my main goal is to start being an advocate for, for accessibility in triathlon specifically. That's good. awesome. That's good. So could you yeah, feel was- being on the, maybe I'm not sure what it looks like, but on the administrative side of a triathlon, being that person trying to go out and reach that population. I, I think that would be great. I, I've looked in to a few times um, trying to trying to find my way into like Iron Man, the company, and just seeing like they, they do a pretty good job with their um, their PC division. And I would just I would like to like have maybe some meetings with them and see how see how we can make it even more accessible so even more people with physical challenges can can participate and and feel like feel like that they can participate and do the do the sport and and have a good time like i have so so yeah i'd love to be on the administrative side down the road definitely all right i want to i want to leave you with this have you ever heard of a spartan race before i have okay so i i i participated in a couple and it hit me. I, I did. I did them when I was in Delaware. Okay. I want, I want to figure out how I can make a Spartan race style event where any kind of diversibility, physical, intellectual challenge could go to. So it can be anybody like Tim, anybody like you, anybody like me could all participate in the same race. And I would, I would love to build this from the ground up. So maybe, maybe we that- could all maybe we could all try to work on this. Like we all have a similar goal. Maybe we yeah. could start, start from the ground up. I'm with and, it. Yeah. And try on to, on try to on make it. On the, uh, <laughs> pun intended on the, on the ground up. <laughs> but, but because each of us have, have our own physical challenge, it would be very enticing for, somebody with with a diverse ability to see oh wow they're they're just like me if they can do it i could do it yeah that's and and that's that's a great idea i would love to i'm going to throw a spartan race into the mix either this this year or next year so so i can get a grasp of it a little better yeah and and i i think that's a great idea i would i would love to to help you with that awesome It, it, it would it would just be so great to have people with different challenges diverse abilities on the side of making the race because having having that that mental framework is exactly what's going to entice the people with the different diverse abilities to come i think it'd be a great idea yeah i i agree i'm i'm all i'm on board so awesome all right well, i'm already with it i'm with it thank you thank you so much for joining our podcast today we yeah, enjoyed th- th- you immensely Thanks yeah. for having me. I hope I hope that I made sense. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, oh, you made total sense. I uh, I kind of I'll be following you on Instagram. Boy, boy, oh boy. I I, I kind of get a little bit sidetracked, and so I hope that it. No, oh, perfect. It, this is exactly what we. Oh, now it was perfect. Okay, it was perfect. Okay, great, excellent. Where could where could everybody listen and reach you out if they wanted to give you a follower and and, and check out your page? 
I'm most active on Instagram and my page is czar Z A R Z A R one two three two. Awesome. And yeah, so follow me on Instagram. And I I have some links to some articles that I was involved in and then some like little blogs about how I customized certain equipment and stuff in my Instagram too. So so I, I put those on there in hopes that people will read them and then kind of follow that same path if they're if they're having troubles. So awesome. Absolutely great. great. Yeah, well, thank, thank, you. thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you 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 taking the time out of your day to do this. Yeah, I, I appreciate you guys having me. It, it meant a lot. So thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll, to- we'll, we'll totally follow it. What's it? What's that, Zach? Uh, I said we'll we'll totally keep in touch for sure. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, I plan on this. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much.